sliding back into the sweet seat of podcast blather, more relentless than the itsy bitsy spider, this is Matthew Sanborn Smith welcoming you to Beware the Hairy Mango, your semi-weekly five-minute trip through crazy town. I may not be able to turn that frown upside down, but I can at least turn it 90 degrees to the left. Just don't blame me when your loved ones back away from you in horror. I'm always looking for new sources of income, and your input would help me greatly as I'm seeking out a market for a new product. Please leave a comment if you would be interested in a combination nasal decongestant and bug spray that I'm working on. Its uses include killing any insects that may have happened to crawl up your nose during allergy season, or clearing the sinuses of household bugs with head colds so that they may breathe in the poison that much faster. I'm mixing up a bucket at my house right now. It'll be ready for testing after the show. FDA schmefda, I always say. Now on to today's epic, The Monopoly Man and I Flee for Our Lives. Monopoly Man and I Flee for Our Lives by Matthew Sanborn Smith. A guy can get tired of running, but then again, a guy doesn't want to get killed by those who are chasing him, so he finds the strength. Roger and I were running once again, this time from a frenzied mob of amusement park patrons down the five and a half mile boardwalk. I chose the boardwalk for the traction. Roger had spent his life, money, and countless surgeries trying to look like the Monopoly Man, and now with the antitrust movement at its murderous apex, he was nothing but trouble. You would have thought with those short little legs I could have easily outpaced him and left him to the dogs, but the little freak was enhanced with glands that weren't meant for you and me. And though I ran like hell, I couldn't shake him. I had to find some new friends. I don't understand it, Roger said. Atlantic City is my hometown. They should love me here. Atlantic City is the Monopoly Man's hometown, Roger. You're from Wichita. There was some extra commotion behind us. I think the combined weight of our pursuers was too much for the flexing planks we drummed across, and some of them had broken through. There would be injuries and chaos. Good. But more of them came, and once we hit the concrete, there was no slowing them down. They're going to kill us, Roger, I screamed. We're screwed. The hell you say, Roger said. I know how to deal with the little people, my boy. And with that, he reached into his top coat, pulled out scads of pastel paper, and threw them over his shoulder. That's Monopoly money, you jackass. Of course it is, lad. The most recognized money in the world. He kept throwing money. I started to hope that they'd catch us, just so the last sight I'd ever see would be the crowd tearing him to pieces. There was a roar behind us, and to my shock, the idiots pounced on the play money and forgot we even existed. With the sun setting, Roger and I stumbled into a hotel as soon as the mob was out of sight. The place was pretty posh, one of those mid-21st century models cast whole in red plastic with a nod to Art Deco. The night was wonderful, an unending river of martinis and cigars punctuated with 12 courses of the finest food the eastern seaboard had to offer. The next day at checkout, the bill knocked Roger senseless. It seems those socialist lunatics that chased us a day earlier pooled the money Roger had thrown them and bought up all the properties on the boardwalk, including our hotel. They'd even had enough to buy Park Place. The bill they laid on us broke poor Roger. Like it was yesterday, I can still see him standing there with his outturned pockets and pleading expression. I bought his top hat, mostly out of pity, though I did look pretty ritzy in it. With the money, he had enough for a sandwich and a bottle of Ripple. Last I heard, he was squatting in a little greenhouse over on Baltic. Brings a tear to my nose, it does. You can bask in something resembling this story's printed brilliance, or the similar swellness of others at my blog of the gods, the1000.blogspot.com, or slide your bottom to the edge of that seat right here at bewaretheharrymango.com until more stories escape doing Mach 1 through the city streets. I beg you to explore the world of Terry Border's genius by way of his blog at bentobjects.blogspot.com in which he creates a one-panel cartoon in three dimensions using wire and common household objects. 
Links to the blog are in the show notes, as is a fun promo video that explains far more than I ever could. Like the sirens of yore, the donate button on the homepage beckons you to give it a squeeze. Baby needs a new bottle of ketchup. If you're going to trudge through my house with those muddy shoes, at least say hi by leaving a comment or emailing me at matthew at bewarethehairymango.com. Tell everyone you don't know about the wonders to be found here at Beware the Harry Mango. You'll reach a lot more people that way. This podcast is seared on both sides and then left to simmer in a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 United States license. Until next time, this is Matthew Sanborn-Smith saying, I know you paid good money for them, but those clothes are only getting in our way. Good night.